Hey, it's Tim here, and I caught up with the legends that are the Foo Fighters in the lead-up to their one-night-only gig in Geelong. How good was that? I mean, I didn't get to go, but the footage was amazing. Now, there's a few colourful words in our chat, I have to tell you that, and mentions of the Geelong Cats. And as a proud hawk, that sickened me to even say those words together, Geelong Cats. So, um, if either of those aren't your thing, (laughs) consider yourself warned. Without further ado... The Foo Fighters. Kate, Tim and Joel. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Can someone get in the back? My name's Dave Grohl and I'm not an athlete. <laughs> I am Chris Shiplett. I play guitar for the Foo Fighters. This is Pat, who is guitarist number three. Ooh. Wow, all the way down the trough. Is that how we... Are we numbering them? Are we numbering I, th- I feel like... My back tags are number one. But oh, I, yeah, yeah. I would there not go. go so far as to say I'm the number one guitar player. Between Chris on, and Dave, who well, is... Well, you're clearly the most proficient <laughs> in the you're band. Number one. Yeah. You're just not number yes. one. Well, you, I could be number three. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I just, Technically, I think I, I am number three. three. I claim number three. Oh, well, I'm, well, number, I'm, I'm number four. Here, but you want to know? Okay, so basically, it's almost like a layered burrito or cake. Okay. Or let's say a pie. Okay. So there has to be the crust... Yes. To hold the whole thing together. I think I might be the crust. And then there has to be like the thing that fills it out. Whatever it is. It could be a fruit. It could be a chocolate. It could be a cheese. Could be a cheese. No, it's pumpkin cheese. No, no fucking cheese. We're talking cheese pies. So this is your story. And then there's the the cream and the cherry thing on the top, and that's Chris Shefflet. Boom. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Do you not have you ranked yourselves your whole lives, or is this just where you're at right now? No, Pat started it with the number three. I don't know. How did that I go? I was the youngest of three brothers. So, yeah. yeah, I was ranked last. Okay. I was the fifth Entire drummer life. of Nirvana. There you go. And Pat is the seventh son. I'm still trying to figure out what number I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's happy with their number. Yeah, we, I, didn't, re- we didn't know that there was math involved. I know this is radio, but Dave, this is the last time we saw each other 10 years ago in Brisbane at a winery. Oh. How sweet is that? God, you've aged. I know, right? I'm on the left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. That was before was then that with the Vultures, Vultures show. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. And I, I think I was a, a young guitarist uh, then, and I said to you, I just learned how to play times like these. And you said, that's fucking easy. It ass. is. Like, <laughs> Step it up, dude. Get, it, get an Ingve record. Uh, Fuck the Foo yeah. Fighters. Forget which, which winery was it? Um, it was, it was I, I don't know. In, it was in Brisbane just before a, a them Crooked Vultures show. So then Josh was hanging around and... It was, a, it was a fun chat. We didn't go to that teppanyaki place, did we? No, that was another I night. I don't believe so, yeah. no. Just another bottle of wine. Just another bottle of wine in yeah. Australia. Um, I was packing, because I, I live in Sydney, I was packing to come down here, and my, my nine-year-old daughter said to me, she's like, oh, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to interview like a big band, and like, they've written a book now, and they've just started a movie, and they're about to do like a, a national tour, announce a national tour, and then she said, wow, that's a lot of jobs. Do you, do you get, what do you get when you each leave the house? To, to go and work for the Foo Fighters from your family. Are you getting a wow, that's a lot of jobs? Or is that a, do you get a hug and a kiss at the door these days? Or is it like, see you next time? Or? I think you get the hug and the kiss. That's good. And then when you come back at night, they want to see the check. <laughs> They're like, oh. Oh, how was your day at work? How much money did you make? I tell you what. One, oh, you're one, talking about the kids. Oh, I thought you were talking about the wife. <laughs> one of the last times we came back from tour, I yeah. think I had my per diem still from tour, and my youngest son asked my wife, like, is that all he makes on tour? Isn't that a little yellow envelope of cash, was yeah, it? Yeah, like, that's all he gets? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, our kids, like, they'll come on tour yeah. with us. Like, they're, you know, they're very, they're pr- almost involved in what we do. Yeah. So, um, so they know what it is. If I say I'm going down to the studio, 
they know that it's either to do something like this or record some stuff. Mm. And it's, you know, I mean, living in Los Angeles, I think their friends' parents might have weirder jobs than For ours. Sure. You know? Oh, yeah, of course. So, I mean, it's like our kids, like he said, have always been out on the road with us. And the morning, this trip came up really fast, as I'm, I'm sure you know. And, the, yeah. and I hadn't even given it any thought to like bring. My family or whatever, but I realized like the morning we were leaving that we basically had like a half empty plane to come down here. So I tried to get my 18 year old to come. I was oh, like, wow. what the fuck? Let's just come to Australia yeah, with me yeah. for the week. And he was like, nah, I'm cool. But <laughs> oh, seriously, like, what's he doing what? instead? It's true, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, people who don't come to Australia are a lot pattern that think that Australia is far, far away and they don't seem to come. Whereas I think we are now, we're like what? Americans used to be like you always used to hear the Americans when you used to travel. I think now you hear the Australians. We are happy to get on a plane and travel as far as you need just to get somewhere else. Yeah, it is far. Oh yeah, but it's fucking worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's worth like it. every time I don't we've think come his down. Son said no because it's far. He said no because you were going. Like oh, he said, right. oh sorry, <laughs> you sorry and your had, had I offered for him, him to just down. go with us, I hear yeah, some probably, free tickets yeah, exactly. for you and your buddy. Exactly. I won't. Yeah. What about tickets to go and see Amal and the Sniffers because they're supporting you guys tomorrow? There night. you go. I know. They are a very cool Melbourne band. We did some shows with them last time we were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. great. Very cool. Yeah, because what what do you think? Because I I don't I don't remember the quotes. I won't pretend to remember it but you said something about guitar it's hard for guitar bands these days you know because everyone's kind of rapping over a synthesizer or something which is totally fine you know i think it's coming i think it's changing i I really do i mean for a while there yeah there weren't too many new bands that had guitars but i mean if still like in the uk there's still a lot of new bands young bands i guess they call it indie music Mm -hmm. indie music but there's guitars everywhere i mean if you look at like look at even someone like Miley Cyrus, mm. who's becoming the next Joan Jett, and you like watch her live performances, and there's like, it's like a rock band. Like they've got guitars out there. Oh, the one she did, the the whole song she did on the Stern show was unbelievable. I didn't see it. Oh, she did um, Doll Parts on Stern. You oh, should, there you go. It was so good. I mean, and like I watch my daughter, who's almost sixteen years old, sitting in her room all day long, learning fucking Joni Mitchell songs on guitar yeah. and learning. She just sits and watches these YouTube Times like these, tutorials. would you ever teach her times like these? It's too fucking easy. Too easy. <laughs> no, she figured that out right like, like that. Uh, we're here to announce a, a proper big show. Obviously, you're doing a show in Melbourne tomorrow, uh, which is massive. Why, why Geelong? Do we know why Geelong? And I'm asking that on behalf of the rest of the country. I, personally, <laughs> I don't know why they picked that venue. I imagined, I mean, the whole thing happened really quickly yes. where you guys announced that you were opening up February 21st. Mm-hmm. And the day that you made that announcement, I saw the story and sent the link to my manager and said, dude, we have to go down like now. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That was like three weeks ago or something. Yeah. And um, so they said, I imagined that we were going to come play like, like the arena, like Rod Laver or something like that, or just like, it's too uh, easy. It's too, too central. I guess. I don't know <laughs> what the deal was. Um, so when I found out that we were playing some fucking stadium, I was like, Ooh, it's a bit presumptuous, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, Geelong can rock, and now now I've got you across the football team. The, Ooh, the cats. Do you remember the name of the? Oh yeah. Good. Oh, the, the cats. cats. Yeah, go yeah. cats, oh, go baby. Oh, big cats, cats fans. The huge cats, cats fans. fans. Maybe you don't start with that. You're not into sports at Geelong because <laughs> they, they might. I don't. I don't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> no, there's. Nothing I just wrong don't with pay that. attention to any sport. No, there's nothing. So wrong. no team or no no certain type of sport should be um, <laughs> offended. When we were kids, <laughs> you haven't made it Geelong, obviously. Yeah, you gotta yeah, understand. I mean, what, I know. When so you we have were to be t- into sports, <laughs> you have to know, no, you have to be into the Geelong Cats. Oh, okay. When we <laughs> were well, teenagers, you have to be into the fucking Foo Fighters. <laughs> yes, of course, you will be. Yeah, it was the sport. You were not allowed to be into music and into sports at the same time. Right. 
we're all the people that got picked on by the sports people. Yeah. You know. Well, Pat, you were really into boxing. Was. Chris, you were really into boxing. I mean, I still love boxing now, but I, got, I'm, I sort of got into, into following sports mm. in adult life. Like yeah, when, okay. when I was a teenager, I didn't want to be like You're athletic and healthy and, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was not, did, did, did not Did you play appeal. sports when you were a teenager? I did. I played sports up, literally, I played soccer up until I started playing guitar. And I never thought about that before. But it was literally the exact moment I started playing guitar. I never played organized sports yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, what did you which play is not when you were a teenager? I was a soccer player. I was always a goalie. And I played lacrosse. Ooh. I was a lacrosse goalie. Okay. And sort of the same for me, is. except it was acid. What's that? <laughs> What's lacrosse? Lacrosse? What is that move? Well, that, that's a lacrosse racket, and the little ball sits in the net. It's called a stick. A stick, sorry, mm -hmm. and you throw it like that. You do. And that's a, a bit one. more masculine than that. Really? But like you it. kind of, yeah. <laughs> now, um, I have to say, you, you know, we've all been locked down and we're into, into our COVID world. It's um, probably too long when I go and see. Uh, your horror movie and see someone barbecued and cut in half and you walk out of the cinema and go, that's just what I needed. <laughs> I needed that. That's uh, entertainment. Tell us about the movie, the origin of the movie. You're, you're obviously into horror. It was a very fun movie to watch and your expressions, Pat, were just top notch. Just, it's the thing, you know what they say in, in movies is things you don't say that, that captures the attention of the audience. Oh, your expressions. Wow. <laughs> no. If only we had taken acting lessons before the movie. <laughs> well, you did. Um, no, we didn't. It was just this really silly idea. I mean, I don't think anyone's like horror obsessed or like no. a horror aficionado. It's weird if you are though, isn't it, in a way? I know some people that are. Mm. Taylor's like the perfect amount of horror, uh, of a horror fan. Okay. He's got his favorites and they're kind of deep cuts. Mm. But none of us, I think, are art, like, su like super into the... To that genre but the idea came about we thought it was going to be some really sort of low budget lo-fi kind of run and gun slasher film and then it turned into an actual movie mm. and it was really fun to make not that i've ever produced a movie sorry, but it looked incredibly well produced it's like, like a, it legitimate a, yeah, a legitimate film legitimate this is it's we're still surprised <laughs> yeah, it really because we had to explain this to people we're making a movie what do you mean like a video no we're making a movie what do you mean like a long video no we're making a fucking movie so yeah, what what are so recording it? It's basically if people haven't seen it, record, you're recording an album in a haunted mansion. Yes, that's the house where we made the last record. Is that right? So I was going to ask. Actually, that. the house we okay. made the record, not haunted, not haunted. No, just creepy and old and weird. Was there a time though when obviously you know you've got your own studios now, but was there a time when you did seek have to record in pretty awful places? You remember a moment? Well, we did an HBO series a long time ago called sonic highways yes you did where we did eight different cities and we uh recorded in eight different studios mm. one song for each city mm. and um one of the coolest places we recorded was in new orleans at this place called the preservation hall where the preservation hall jazz band plays 364 days a year and it's this old it's like a 250 year old room in the french quarter in new orleans where they don't even use microphones or a PA. There's just church pews in this tiny room, and then the jazz band plays there. We set up a recording studio and recorded there. That fucking place is haunted. There were ghosts in that bitch. That was crazy. But I, <laughs> there I've always that th there were. I've always thought that the environment <laughs> in which you record ultimately determines the uh, creative output and outcome of what you're doing. So, so where's next on the list then? Where's the dream spot? Or are you too comfortable in your own surrounds now? 
anywhere but our studio. Yeah, that we spent millions of dollars to build. <laughs> Other people can record there. Yeah, yeah, they can they pay do. it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who have you got in there at the moment? Can you can you give us any any insight? Who's recording in there? Who's in there recently? I don't know, but like real bands go in there. Yeah, you know. Oh no, I, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was in there. It's open for business. Scott Ian from awesome. Anthrax was in there recently. Uh, Allison Chains recorded one Allison like Chains a couple did some stuff there. there. Yeah. Um, you never know. It's funny. Sometimes it, it'll be like a dude from Earth, Wind, and Fire is in there recording stuff, and then the next day there's a guy from Slayer in there recording stuff. It's a beautiful studio. It's great. Yeah. So there's the book which we love, and obviously, hopefully, your trip down under because that you know when you have, you wrote the down under chapter, that's where everyone from Australia just skipped to first. You right. know when people say if you ever write a book, you should put an index at the back because people will see if they can find their name and they'll read that yeah, first. Yeah. Uh, so the down under trip last time, how much different will it be this time? Any scooters? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I still do have to tick that little box on the card that says, "Have you ever been convicted of a crime?" Oh. And I always do. Yes, of course. And I usually have to have that conversation, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Why'd you tick that that, that little box? Why'd mm. you tick that?" And I'll say like, "Oh my God, twenty years ago, I got a drink driving charge on a moped in the Gold <laughs> Coast," and they always go, "Oh, I know." <laughs> yeah, we all so know. it's embarrassing. It's a blemish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So minivan wise, it is to Geelong, and then a nice safe minivan filled with water. Well, I'm not riding a fucking scooter out there. <laughs> Um, so we're looking forward to seeing you out here, and uh, the shows are going to be massive. We all get to share in that. Um, you do spend a lot of time in Australia, though. Is there anywhere you go when you're in, say, Melbourne, for instance, and I, this is going somewhere, that you like you know, a, a little little bar, per, perhaps, maybe called Cherry Bar in formerly oh, ACDC Lane, because I, it's my, it's my just, friend's bar. Oh, hey, and it's not Ooh. for you, but I but they, but, they just, but they just moved, didn't Let me they? See they that. just moved. Yeah, because I was just over there. I, t- I actually put a picture on my Instagram cool. yesterday of, of ACDC Lane we yeah. with the Bon Scott. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah. It. I could probably get you guys a jacket, but I just oh, wanted to show oh, you my yeah. jacket. Because I think I think Noel Gallagher has one of those. I've had to, I've had a couple of big nights in Cherry Bar. Yeah, in the past for sure. Well, he he's basically oh, yeah. invited you guys tonight, and if you do go, I won't. Put we got a fucking in. gig tomorrow, man. I know. Got to get our beauty. <laughs> responsible rock band. Responsible rock band. After the gig show, we might have to fucking Come have back a little shut in over there. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Yeah, that'd be fun. We're we're pro Cherry Bar for sure. Oh, good. Yep. There you go. I'll go. I'll cut that out. I'll cut that up. That'll be his ringtone for life. <laughs> You're pro Cherry Bar. Boys, thank you so much for spending time with me, and uh, thanks for thank coming you. out to Australia, and more yeah. importantly, thanks for coming out again in a few months. Uh, so we can all share in it. That's right. We'll be back for a proper tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, go cats, remember. Go cats. Go catters. Go cats. <laughs> Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Kate, Tim, and Joel.